No Ketchup Chicago. What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Catch Up Sports Talk via Chicago. I am your host, Sean Little. Big Nick the Quick on the line. It's a new day in Chicago. <laughs> the day of reckoning has come. Yes, sir. The Chicago Bulls have a new president, a new head of basketball operations, Artudas Konosovas. That was Welcome. my... That was my accent that I put. That was, that was my that was my Lithuanian right there. But right. got a good. We got a good, a strong Lithuanian community here in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> the Bulls finally made the move. Arturis is now running the show from the Denver Nuggets. We're gonna break all that down. We're gonna talk about um him coming into the fold, how it happened, what we think, what we think his first personnel move should be, and you know we're gonna have some jokes about the whole situation as a whole. We're going to close the show. I talked to my guy, Brandon Scoop B. Robinson. He's a writer for Heavy.com, NBA insider out of the East Coast, lives in uh, lives in Jersey, does a lot of stuff within the league, around the people in the league. We talked about how the league should move forward with the coronavirus, the COVID-19 epidemic going on, what, he was, what, what we feel like we were missing out towards the end of the season, what it was going to look like, and... Um, we got his insight on, you know, where where the league plans to go. What are the options? How can they finish the season? What's the best outlook? If we if if we get it rolling, are they just going to push the the 2021 season back? Is it going is that season going to be shortened? We talked about all that stuff all NBA Brandon Scoop Robinson to close the show. Big Nick the Quick, how you feeling? Man, what's going on, man? Another another day. Man, another, another day, another day. Quarantine, crib, man. Quarantine. Quarantine. Man. Quarantine. quarantine. <laughs> another, <laughs> another, another. Day. Yeah, what's up? Thank you for putting me on the Tory Lanez live. Dude. Oh man, absolutely. I was, I was completely uh, snoozing. Oh, I don't know how you were asleep on this, man. What yeah, a snooze man. fest, my guy. Uh, it's been great. Oh my god, it's so he's, entertaining. He's, he's given, he's given endless entertainment, man. You know what I'm saying? Shout out, shout out, Tory Lanez for the quarantine radio. Perfect timing for him to drop an album too. Yeah, you know, it was, like it was there was a couple out, tracks yeah, on was, there too. I haven't listened to it yet, but yeah, I heard some people talking about. Tori just has you know, fun, it, man. A little spin, yeah, he's having a good time. He just has fun. I hey, rock with him. What else, what else can you do? You know what <laughs> I mean, what else can you do, man? So shout out Tory Lanez, man. He's having a great quarantine. Time. Calcium, yeah, calcium. I wonder if I wonder if all those dudes stay with them. It looks like I mean, they're, they're all. They, it going. looks like they're all caught in there. I mean, yeah. I mean, who knows if they're coming or going or not? But it seems like they're all in there. Also, where do you get the bottle chick from? Where'd she come from? Yeah, there's a couple of joints in there too. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. They got, they got, they, they got some people he, in there. He might have the swabs at the uh, at the at the doorway. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> make sure you all good before you come in there. So yeah, shout out, uh, <laughs> shout out, Tory Lanez. That's big, big entertainment. Let's jump right into it. Quick, quick couple thoughts. Your boy Dak throwing parties. Oh, what's going on, man? What's up with your guy, man? Dad, come on, man. You gotta stay out of the news for anything bad right now. You're trying to you're trying to get this money from Jerry. You know he's gonna use it against you now. I don't know what Dak's on though. 
Dak, it said it had, it said Dak had thirty people at the crib. Thirty people at the crib. Dog. Thirty <laughs> people at the crib. It wasn't even it wasn't even small get together. That's a that's a function. <laughs> you know what I mean? What is he on? Dak Dak had a full on function. I have no idea. And Zeke was there too. I don't know, man. Like that's that yeah that's it's obviously irresponsible. You know, on a serious note, um, I I I I can't even. I don't know. You just told. I just read about this like an hour ago. Uh, and then you told me about it when we got on the call. Look, like that. yeah, it, it's it's crazy. I like to see quarterback and running back kicking it outside of the facilities. Always. But come on, G, what y'all on, man? It's a pan. You had thirty folks over there. That they had the catered food. Did they he think? The, uh, did they think that shit was not going to get popped? I have no idea. What are they? <laughs> I have no idea, man. Yo, I don't think. Yo, honestly, bro, we're not the smartest guys by a long shot. Maybe no. our common sense is a little on the higher side. But, like, we would never think to do some of the stuff these guys be doing in the street. But Not at the, all. These high-profile millionaires. I don't understand. Yeah, 30 people? Like, come <laughs> yo, on, man. Like, if I yo, was going to break quarantine, Bro, my God, listen. People. It wasn't me, <laughs> Zeke, my homie, and four chicks. Yeah. Nah. You feel me? Like, that's yeah. already an ex- that, that's not even acceptable right there. Five, six, seven people are unacceptable. Because who knows where they they came from, right? Come on, dog. You can't pull up with thirty people. And start you do a, a Easter party, my G. Well, I'm looking at the pictures. He's got catered food. He's got like a round table with like the the napkins and everything set up. It looks like a wedding. What is he doing, bro? I don't know, man. I don't know what Dak's on. Man. Man. Dak's on here wilding, man. I'm maybe, telling you, Jerry, maybe he's just getting rebellious because he ain't got his money yet. Now he don't give a yeah, fuck. Now, now he's mad. He's wilding. Break <laughs> 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 quarantine. Hey, hey, pay me. I'm about to break this quarantine. <laughs> Yo, real shit. Yeah, you don't pay me. I'm going to really start wilding See, out now, here. Yeah, now Dak's trying to start to wild out. That's a good point, man. He's upset. <laughs> he hasn't gotten paid. He's seen everybody else get paid. I'm you know upset. I mean? they're, they're paying everybody but Dak. Yeah. Who did they sign? Didn't they sign Alden Smith the other day? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Who, Alden Smith hasn't played a down of football since 2015. Man, Alden Smith was a beast. He was for a couple of years. Wow. Wow. Man, I hope he got his life together, man. Obviously, he has some demons, man. So, yeah. But, you know, I hope I hope he got his life together. But that's crazy. If I'm Dak, I'm like, y'all just gave him $3 million? You could give that to me. You know, what three three times four? That's actually twelve million. We're, we're Extra twelve. We already there. Let's get the problem here. Yeah, just pay me, man. <laughs> pay me, or I'm gonna have a quarantine party, man. I might do, I might do it at the facility. <laughs> uh, yeah, we got. Uh, we didn't even got to touch this too crazy, but we got NASCAR dudes saying the N word. Oh my god! Did you man. see that? Yeah, absolutely. I retweeted today. I, what I is went he? at NASCAR. I was like, y'all need to handle this. Embarrassing. Man. Embarrassing. What we saw. Did you listen to it? Did you hear all the other drivers were like, They're like hey, man, yo, you on. know?" He's like, "Bro, you're on. You're on all of us. You know, everybody can like, hear you, right? Yeah. Every single sponsor dropped them. And I also had that feeling like he said that to the homies. Like they always say that, but then they chimed in like, "Yo, yo, 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 yeah. we're not on the private chat, my G." Well, you know the crazy yeah, thing yeah, about yo. it too. <laughs> he, he was so he was in the NASCAR equivalent of a contract year. Ugh. So he was a free agent. He's like a young dude. So like they said that this is an eight figure mistake. Yeah, it's a big time yeah. mistake. Hey, look, you know Good. what? I don't feel I don't feel bad for him at all. At all. Uh, not an ounce. At all. Clown. Yeah, don't, we won't even. And Eddie said the Eddie said the hard R. He said too. the yo <laughs> yo. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, 
It wasn't even like he was trying to make a joke. It's like, nah. Bro, Honestly, like, bro, a, it I really. Said, I, I, I was like taking a back. I was like, oh, the hard R. Okay. <laughs> <Wow."> <laughs> Yo, look, it really doesn't bother me that much because it's just complete ignorance and who gives a fuck about him, right? Like, I don't care, yeah. right? But it's just so blatantly that, hey, I'm trying to do this on purpose and I'm trying to be disrespectful and I'm yeah. trying to make this a joke and the history behind it is not a joke at all. Yeah. So it's like, that's why it's just like, yeah, bro, you just. And you, and you're old enough to know better, come man. Come on, man. You know man. what I'm saying? Like, yeah, bro. Plus, yeah, I mean, like, come on, man. That come on, ridiculous. man. But like, ridiculous. Yeah, the hard R, bro. I was, yeah, I was, wow. I was like, that's strong. Yeah, it was strong, too. Yeah. Sorry, he lost all of his bread. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, that's going to be a tough one. Um, All right, let's jump into it. The Chicago Bulls, it's a Luckily new day. he doesn't have any black teammates. <laughs> yeah, he's just locked in the car. He good. Hopefully, he ain't got, <laughs> hopefully my man ain't got no black mechanics. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, man, yeah. Go ahead and pop that in the sixth gear, yeah, man. Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. Next thing you know, my man's steering wheel falling off on turn five. <laughs> like, oops, I forgot that screw. My bad. <laughs> Yo, Leroy, that fucking transmission up on that one. Oops. Yo, Leroy, that, Leroy, that oh, left the tire man. loose. My oh, me. Oh, oh. must have forgot. Would you, would you, would you see that? Ain't that, a, ain't that about a bitch? Oh. Another do not finish. Unbelievable. Hundred yeah, oh, percent. That's funny. All right. Um. It's a new day, Chicago Bulls. the 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 UC van, uh, the UC ban has been lifted for your boy. I am now allowed to walk into the United Center and I catch a game anytime I want. I could go. the The ban has been lifted. It, it, right. Outside of going to see LeBron and Luca and the big time boys, I could go watch Bulls Cavs now, and it ain't no problem. Wow, that's where you're at. I mean, I'm 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 full. I'm fully. I mean, we were already fully invested, but I'm fully back now. I'm back in everything our, our tourist does across the board until I have a reason not to. Fully, unless unless he keeps yeah, unless yeah. he keeps boiling, I, I can't I can't I can't respect that. But he won't. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's any chance that he keeps boiling. You saw how fast he he got rid of uh guard, right? Like guard, they announced him an hour later. Gar I thought was it was funny. Karnasovic said that he had a con- he had one conversation with Gar. He was like, "Yeah, uh, yeah, nah. we weren't really seeing the shit on the on the same page, so we were going to move off that." Well, organization's going one way, you're going another. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, thank you, appreciate it. Leave your key card on the desk. But no, yeah, I like that he did that, and obviously, you know, I, we all knew. I've been saying it all year. I've been telling you all year, Gar was not going to make it. Right? We knew that. That whenever, as soon as there was rumblings about there being any type of changes. For sure, Gar, it was going to fall on Gar. Um, I'm obviously I'm not surprised about the pack situation either as far as him being a senior advisor. I think that just means that he'll be available if, for whatever reason, they need him, right? Maybe his connections, maybe the fact that he's been in Chicago for 30-plus years. He's been a member of the Bulls organization forever. Like, who knows? For whatever reason, they want to keep him around. I think we all knew that he wasn't going to be just fired and dismissed. That's not how Jerry does business. But I'm happy that you know, what I mean, obviously they didn't keep him in that president role. Um, I'm very happy we got this new dude in here. I'm ecstatic that that's an outside hire. I'm happy he's a young dude. He's only 48 years old. Old Hooper. Um, yeah, old Hooper. Like he's international like very, Hooper. Exactly. Strong scouting background. You know, what I mean, he seems like he's a straightforward type dude. Like, look, man, we this is what we asked for. I think 
regardless of who they brought in, I guess not regardless of who they brought in, as long as they brought in someone competent, but this is what we asked for. We wanted to change. The biggest thing the Bulls needed was a culture change. And when you bring in somebody different, you're going to get that. And that, that was the number one thing that we wanted. The culture was toxic, right? Free agents knew that. Other teams knew that. Other coaches knew that. You know what I mean? So you're not just talking about like hiring executives. It's down to all your front office members. Like no one wants to come work for an organization when, you know, allegedly there's tape recorders going on and people are turning up fans during meetings because shit might be recorded and there's leaks <laughs> all over the place and coaches and GMs don't talk to each other. And it's just, that's a bad environment. Again, like if you ever worked in a toxic situation, like you know how that goes, right? Like it seeps through the walls and every single aspect of the organization. And that's where we were. So we got a fresh start, man. Like I'm, I'm going to give this dude every benefit of the doubt possible. Everything, you know, I'm not, I'm not dissecting anything on this hire at all. Like I'm going to give him a complete clean slate because this is what the bulls needed. So I, I'm happy, man. I'm right there with you, man. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, and I'm gonna already dub him AK. I'm, that's, that's what I'm calling him. That's, this is AK, AK. The, Lithu- AK. The, the Lithuanian well, AK. What was his playing number? So we had AK forty-seven. That was Kirilenko. Oh, shout uh, out let Kirilenko. me, let me, yeah, shout out Kirilenko, legend. Kirilenko was nice. Kirilenko was in the league for a long time. Hey, Kirilenko in two thousand twenty would have been uh, a multi-time uh, All Star. Oh my God, he'd be a <laughs> yeah. huge utility monster. He, he, yeah, he could do everything. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but no, so I mean, AK we'll Rock fifty five at Seton Hall. All right. Um, let's see. Play for Barcelona. Barcelona Olympiacos. Olympiacos. He was fourteen on Olympiacos. Fortitudo Bologna. So he's played. He's played in Italy, Spain, Greece, Greece. Yeah. Where's Shataba Vilnius? Boy, global. I like it. That's in Lithuania, yeah. So I mean, he's played all over the place. Yeah, but he yeah, was. Uh, yeah, I, he was on the the, the ninety two Olympic squad from I, Lithuania that got bronze. He was on the ninety six that got bronze. So yeah, he, he should fire everybody. You know who else he needs to fire? He needs to go in there and fire everybody involved with the training staff. Yeah, that's like, a good. Uh, Jeff, that, Jeff, Jeff Tanaka. I don't know how this dude is skated by being the trainer forever. Um, but go fire that. Like literally, go f- clean house. Like I'm with it all. Clean house. But yeah, that's what that's kind of my first question. Let me get into like who Arturis is really quick. AK, yeah. he um, he's a full blooded, lifelong hooper. Went to Seton Hall, um, played uh, pro ball predominantly overseas, like we just mentioned, Olympiacos, Barcelona. Um, after his playing career, was a scout for Houston, the Rockets for a little bit. Then was the assistant GM in uh in Denver. And then started running things in Denver, and now he's in Chicago. That's that's pretty much the 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 snapshot, I guess you could say, right? Yep. What do you want to see? What's the first move you want to see him make? I think we're on the same page with the coaching staff outside of Boylan, because we obviously want Boylan off of. He, he he he's not the coach, bro. Listen, yeah, he won thirty percent of his games with that roster. Anybody could have done that. A high school coach in CPS in the in the Chicago Public League could have won thirty percent of his games with that squad. There's no doubt in my mind. Mm-hmm. So we know where we're at with Bowling. We want him gone. What do you what do you want to see from him? His first move on the player side. 
He uh, talked about, you know, he said all the right things, right? Before I put you on the spot, he said all the right things, right? He likes to move the ball. I like high, this is I quote. This is an I quote. Uh, AK Karnasova said, "I like high pace moving the ball. We were able to be a very good passing team in Denver. It's a very entertaining brand of basketball. I like multi-positional players. I like guys with high basketball IQs that play off of each other." That takes time. End quote. Where, what what do you want uh what do you want to see from him when he when he when he finally starts making player personnel moves? Yeah, I mean strictly if you're talking strictly from a basketball perspective, just assuming that he's gonna get rid of Jim Boylan, um, I'd like to see some stability at the point guard position. Like an actual point guard, you know what I mean? Like I, I like Kobe White, he's nice, but we don't know, you know, what I'm saying if he's gonna be a full time point guard or exactly what he's gonna be. I'd like to see the Bulls actually get a legitimate point guard that's a playmaker, that can score a little bit, that's not scared, um, that's not a tweener. You know what I mean? An actual point guard in there uh, to help start setting some of these guys up. I, I think that's first That's first and foremost. I think that, you know, again, like for years now, we've kind of just not really had that point guard to kind of – help us set up. So that would be the, the, the number one move I want from a basketball situation. I'd love it if he could get rid of Otto Porter's $30 million next year, but I don't think that's going to happen. What's he going to do? Throw well, it in, in the lake? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Otto, 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 Porter, Otto Porter has a player option next year. That I'm going to go ahead. That's, that's what we call a player no option. Like player no option. In, <laughs> he opted into that the day he signed that contract. And trust me, now he's fully opted in. Um, this so is that, that, that D-Wade option. Yeah, remember when yeah, so D Wade had like a, it was like a twenty. Oh, was, I know it's like twenty two, twenty three million dollar option. It's like uh, come on. Otto Porter Jr. is taking up twenty two percent of our cap space next year. So again, if yeah, if you can find a taker for that, like God bless you. But that's not going to happen. So yeah, I'd like to find a point guard situation again. I don't think you and I, either of us, really ever loved. We like Sato when he signed him, but I mean after watching him, I don't. You know, I don't. I'm not in love. Yo, with he's Saturday. a backup yeah, point guard. He's a backup Fine. point guard. Yeah, cool. 100%. Yeah, like great. yo, he's, he's, a, he's yeah. A, yeah, he's fine. He's fine. He's a good <clears throat> backup point guard. Like, but he's not. He cannot be your starting. He point can, guard. He's not your starting point guard in the National Basketball Association. You're going to win thirty percent of your games if Tomas Sadoransky is starting as your starting point guard. That, that's just how it is. Unless yep. unless the rest of your position players are just loaded, that doesn't matter. Then that's what you're going to get. And bring in a point guard that can help mentor Kobe White. Again, if he's all about development, good. We got a couple. Kobe, we don't need to rush anything with Kobe. He's 20 years old. You know what I mean? So go ahead. Bring in a point guard that Kobe White can learn to play. Be play the point guard, be a better playmaker under, and go kind of go from there. AK also said, and I quote, in the short term, what needs to happen is begin with is is begin to establish a culture of who we are as a team. Karnasova said, and the expectation for winning. Everybody wants to win. We just have to establish how we're going to do it and what we value. And I think to piggyback off what you're saying, a point guard would be a great start. Yep. I think we need to decide on Laurie Markkinen. He needs to. Those are the those are the decisions he's going to have to make. Like, is this, is Laurie lo- a long term guy? Next year is going to be what his fourth year. Like those are gonna those are the those are the big big decisions that are gonna have to be made. I would I can't wait to see what he does. Cause he's saying all the right things. This is a dream job, blah, 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 blah. Our ultimate goal is to bring an NBA championship to Chicago. 
to great sports town, uh, yeah, robust even, sports even, history. Yeah, of course. Like I, 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 people overrate saying the right things because what else are you gonna say? You know what I'm saying? I can come and be like, yeah, this job is decent. You know what I'm saying? Uh, they offered me a lot of money, so I came. You know what I mean? Like, of course you're gonna say that. Like, yes, it's all true, but yeah, I mean, he said you, you hit it right on the head. He said the right things. Whatever, you know. About action. Gar is gone for sure. How do you feel? I guess at the end of the day, would you say it's fair that I guess Paxson wanted the right things to happen? He was just making the, 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 the wrong moves, right? Yeah, I think he had just created a toxic environment. Yeah, I mean, I think, so, yeah, I think right. he wanted so, look, the right listen. things to happen, and he's made good moves before as a Bulls president. Like, we're not shitting on his entire tenure when we shit on him. We're shitting on the last fucking six years. Uh, but I just don't get why why he gets to stick around or why you would want him around. I just what what I, I'm I've been having a hard time figuring out the value. What, is he going to tell him where to go eat lunch? Like what? What, what, yeah. what type of value is he bringing? Can can can? That's the hard. And I'm looking for you for some answers on that because I don't have any. It, it, people are trying I to convince us that he's bringing. He could still bring value, but what person, is the value? So, what is it? So, dude is brand new to the city. You know, he's brand new to the organization. He's brand new to everything that has to do with the Chicago Bulls, right? So, from what and this is how I'm reading. I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm just this is where how I understand their logic to be. He's brand new. Everything like that. Pax willingly stepped away. Like, he went to them months ago and was like, yo, I think I need to step away from the organization. So it's not like you fired him. Which is a really bad look for Reinsdorf, by the way. Right. But it's not like you fired him. So it's not like, you know, him staying around. It's like he's going to try to meddle or anything. If he wanted to walk away, maybe it's just like, hey, I'm done. You guys. Well, why? Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to walk away from a check either. Yeah, if, I could, sure. if, so I could, yeah. if I could, if I could, if I could absolutely not have any responsibilities and get my and get a check, why would I walk yeah, away? For sure, of course. So I'm just I'm thinking that the only reason I have him around is during the transition, maybe for the first year or so. He's just someone that, if he wanted to, he could reach out to him or whatever. He maintains some of the relationships that he's built around the city that might matter from a business perspective. I have no idea, man. I don't know who exactly he's going to be working for. I don't know what part of the building he's going to be in, but they made it sound like he's out of basketball operations. So I think he's just somebody that they'll keep around. Maybe an ambassador. I mean, he's just been with. So the are they going to put him? So like, if so we're long, at the game, yeah. are they going to put him on the jumbotron and say John Paxson, and then like put whole people? Yeah, clap? is that what they're yeah. going to do? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, they might. Shit. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean, that what all I know is that they have made it clear he's not going to be involved in basketball decisions. And so what is he, he there for then? I don't know. Like I, I so then you feel me? You feel what I'm saying? Advisor. Yeah, understand. Yeah, what, sure. what does maybe, that mean? Maybe. If you're not advising anything, how are you on it as an advisor? Him. Jerry values something about him. I don't know. I, I can't tell you. Jerry values something about him. We, we, we're talking about Reinsdorf. He's the most loyal dude on the planet. How old is Jerry now? 80-something. He's old. I think shit. he's older than that. And he in his 90s? His Love money you. is older. His money is older, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know I mean? He's eighty-four. Jerry Reinsdorf is eighty-four. He just turned eighty-four. Okay, yeah, so then he's not yeah. that old. I thought he was like. Yeah. I thought he was like ninety-one or something. No, for some no. Um, he went to Northwestern. Shout out Jerry Reinsdorf. But yeah, I, I would have loved um, to hear. He he had a the final interview that uh, 
AK had to get the job was uh, was with Jerry video call. That was the that was the telling thing that Michael was like, yeah, well, obviously nothing was gonna not telling like we already knew, but again, my we know who's in charge here. Yeah, Jerry came on and said, yeah, I like him. Yeah, I need I need to make the decision. Yeah, we're not hiring anybody unless it's my choice. So yeah, Jerry had to come on, but yeah, Jerry liked him. Jerry liked him. Jerry rocked with I'm him. I'm good with it, man. Jerry I'm, tr- I'm trusting the decision, man. I'm trusting I mean, yeah, the situation. I, I'm trusting that Paxson is not going to be involved. I don't. I think you know what I'm saying. I don't think that this new Carsonovis would take the job if that's how it's going to be. And I think once that was clear, um, we're good. Fucking Gar's gone. Like let's, let's, let's get going. Like let's get going. Let's change the culture within that building. Let's change the perception. Yeah, I think like you, know you said, mean? they 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 crossed off all the things. They they checked the boxes on all the things we wanted. A younger guy, yeah. A, yeah. a guy from outside the circle, um, way outside. It was really refreshing to hear, um, Reinsdorf and those guys talk about how they've been set in their maybe they've been set in their ways for too long. We've had one of the smallest front office or basketball operation teams in the league for quite some time. Um AK's already hired some some people. They they grabbed a guy from uh the that Pelicans. Cat guy from New Orleans. Yeah, yeah they got the guy from Pelicans the and then they grabbed yeah. a guy from um from the Nuggets. Hold on, I got his name. Uh JJ Wait. Polk from yeah. uh from New Orleans and then Pat from Connelly Orleans. from Denver. Polk Polk is a, a cap contract guy and then Connolly is a scout. Yeah, and Polk um yeah. obviously if he's bringing Pat over from Denver, that's his guy, right? So he's he, guy. He yeah. trusts that guy. Of course. So yeah, yeah. I would gotta, love to bring, see yeah, them you add somebody you know. Right. Sure. Add a bunch of analytics guys. Just open it up, man. And I and I hope yeah. he has free free reign to do so. Modernize it, open it up. I mean, I don't think the good thing about the Bulls is like they they, they print money. You know what I mean? So it's not money's not going to be an issue. They've been printing mine, huh? Yeah, they've been printing. You know, been printing everybody else's, and they have been for a long time. So they're good um, in that situation. So hopefully, again, yeah, he's allowed to do what he wants to do. If Jerry's recognizing that again, something was wrong, they were setting their ways, and that obviously wasn't working. Like, yeah, man, let's modernize this team. Again, it's culture, man. Like that's the biggest thing. So much can change. By just changing the culture. And that was like, come on, how long have we been talking about crazy, ridiculous stories from this era? Whether it was him fucking choking Vinny Del Negro, yeah. firing two firing two different coaches on Christmas Eve. Players almost uh, dying. Players almost dying because of hospital scares. Tom Thibodeau moving his practices to other sides of the court so that Paxton <laughs> wasn't sitting in front of it. Fans <laughs> being turned up, stories leaking all over the place. Star players not talking. I mean, like everything, man. You could possibly trade Jimmy Butler, that whole situation. Like, just toxic, 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 toxic. Bad coaching hires. You know what I mean? Like, all of it. Just get get it all out of here. Even if you like packs, I know that the guard packs people are, are out there. But, like, you cannot – you have to be able to admit that, like, a culture change was necessary with this place. Like, that's all it is. Love him or hate him, I think they did some. I think he did some really good things. He put together two teams that I really liked, um, but again, I don't think he was the person for what we needed right now, and it was time for him to go. And I'm happy about Carnesovas, and we need a culture change. So I'm not dissecting this hire at all. No doubt. We're ready to let it go. Get rolling. Oh man, I forgot what I was about to say. I had something. Um, 
Yeah, I can't remember. But, uh, yeah, I agree. I'm excited to see what he does. And it looks like he's going to have an extended – hey, and this is a very unique situation where he's going to have an extended period of time to put his staff together and put his front office together and get a coach. This is an unprecedented time where it doesn't – who knows when Hoops is coming back. And if it does come back this year, it's a wash for him regardless. And then he has a whole – the whole rest of the offseason and next season that for him to finally get some stuff ready and, and get rolling. So, yeah, yep. it's a – it's an exciting time, no doubt. Love, love that they did it right now too. Like that, that can't be understood. Yeah, either. that that, that is right true. Now. They, yeah, they. As much as stuff has been up Waste in the no air, time. yeah, they're, they're it's not. like you knew it was going to happen. So it's like, yeah, we're not going to just wait to hear what's going to happen with the season. Let's just get this going. And I'm sure if your packs is like, yo, I'm just sitting at the crib. I don't want to like be in limbo for three months and then they cancel the season and I'm done. You know, just let's just, just get it going. We're done. No doubt. Really quick, my guy uh, RX Jr., he always listens and he always shoots me a message. He wanted us to talk about something, and I thought it was actually interesting. He said, I want to hear y'all thoughts on if it's if it's harder, and this 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 goes in line with the, the, the AK hire. Do you find it harder to scout players out of college for the NFL or the NBA? What what do you think is a more difficult task when you when you gotta make a, a pick on a football player or a basketball player? Uh, I would probably say the NFL for sure. Why? Um, it, the, I think you're just looking at so many other things in the NFL. Like I think, like both of them have like baselines. Like yeah, you need to be a, a certain level of as- athlete to be able to play in the NBA and all that. But like in the NFL, like you really do right. Like there's cutoffs. If you're not running a you know, whatever in the 40 at this particular position, you straight up just cannot play. But wouldn't you know that I mean? be Under easier no to scout them, though? Yeah, well, with scouting or getting them in a – no, I mean, not watching film. I, mean, I don't think so, man. I think watch – because the film could lie. The film, you could have dudes in the NFL that are put – I don't know, man. It's crazy. I don't, basketball the film doesn't lie. Yeah, you might have dudes putting up 40 a game that could never play in the NBA. So, yeah, I, shit, that's a tough question. Like, man. it is um, a tough question. And you, even when you posted this, I've been thinking about it since you since you asked me. Um, I, I think it's yeah, tough, just, too, because at least in in college, put it like this. I, this is why I think football is more difficult. Because the top level in football, college football, compared to pro football, there's a bigger disparity there. Then a top player in college hoops – that's gonna that that can translate easier to 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 being an impactful player in the in the NBA. Like we weren't we weren't really worried about Zion being an impact player, right. but, we, but we've seen Heisman guys that were dominating in college show up in the league and they're getting they're not, they're 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 a zero. Right. Well, we've seen them get drafted in the sixth round. I mean, like and, yeah, and be a yeah. problem, right? Yeah. So yeah. that's why I would say it's it's. Uh, it's a little easier to pick up on talent in the NBA, but they're both. And I also difficult. think with I also think with basketball, you can find hoopers anywhere. You know, what I mean, I think with football, like it's, it, I think it's just a little bit harder to find pro prospects. But again, I just think you're considering a lot more in, an, in a football player than you are in a basketball player, and I might be completely wrong. We should get a scout on and ask him that question. That is a good question. Him or him or her that question? Him yeah, her, like that yeah, would be a sure. yeah that that would be that would be a, a great question. The NBA a different type of athlete, man. And and you, there's like legit. Yeah, I feel that way about the NFL. Though. No, but listen, 
legit, your NBA dreams are done. You sixteen. This guy's not an NBA player. Like that's it. <laughs> and I hundred percent think way more NBA guys could go over and play football, and way less NBA guys could go for NFL guys to go play could go play hoops. Really? Yeah. I, I that's what I think. Wow. And, and some of and you, you know how big you have to be to be in the league too. Well, that's the thing about the you no you dude to be in the NFL you have to be a freak of nature. Because not only do you have to be huge, you have to be abnormally fast about being that big. You know what I mean? Like some of these dudes out here running 270 pounds, running like a four seven, four eight, like that's crazy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean I, that's why I think I think that uh, yeah I think it's just it's a tough question. I'm gonna go that the NFL is harder just because you're looking what you're looking for. You need to check way more boxes. No doubt about it. It's uh. It's an interesting question. Yeah, I would love to have a scout on it and hop on and talk about it. But it's a new day in Chicago. We have a new president of basketball operations. We'll see what he does with the GM slot. We'll see what he does with the coaching slot. Stay tuned. Brandon Scoop B. Robinson joining the No Catch-Up Hotline. Writer at Heavy.com. NBA insider. Overall curator of culture, as he states on the on his Twitter page. Make sure you go follow him at Scoop B. What's going on, my friend? Staying out the way while still working, man. Thank you for having me. Of course, man. I appreciate you coming on, and that's exactly right. Get shit done, but stay out the way. Because you, 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 you in New York, you you in the middle of it. Yeah, like I was telling you before we started, man, just just really getting stuff done. Um, I'm not afraid to stay home, um, but at the same time, um, you know, not being able to get on the road and travel is, is, is cumbersome. But I, I'll be honest with you, um, you know, kind of being in this space, you as a creative, I, I'm sure you can relate. This is a time to really kind of set your goals and get some of your passion projects done and things that you've wanted to get done for a while. This is time to catch up. No pun intended. We want to know catch up podcast. You already know. Time to catch up. Lock in. Dig in. <laughs> Yes, sir. So what you been hearing? NBA has now, it seems like this shit has been canceled or not played forever now. Um, what are you hearing? What's the latest? Are, what are the options? What do you think is the best option? Uh, give me your thoughts on it. Well, I mean, first and foremost, um, I think health is, 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 a, is an option. Um, I think that, uh, well, I don't think I know. April 15th is the last, um, pretty much the last day of the NBA season. And, um, you know, the, first and foremost, um, it doesn't look like the season will be as is. It doesn't look like people are going to come back tomorrow. Um, as as uh, my colleague Sean Sharani of the Athletics uh, reported, uh, the Athletic reported that you know uh, President Donald Trump has urged commissioners from all leagues, you know, to to start play as soon as possible. And the NBA, in turn, uh, you know, is consulting with um, health professionals in, in this regard. So uh, I'll start from the beginning. Um, from what I was hearing, and, and it changes a lot, um, the NBA has considered anywhere from June to August uh, potentially starting uh, the season and only having a regular season of six games remaining. 
um, because when you look at the schedule, there were about 20 games that the that teams were going to end up missing. Um, and, and so with that being said, uh, they resume the season, um, play about six games. So you look at the NBA's Western Conference and, you know, you had teams on the outside looking in like the, the Portland Trailblazers, for example, looking at, you know, trying to to, to get that eighth seed. Um, and then you have the Memphis Grizzlies in the eighth seed in the Western Conference. So, you know, the, the Portland Trailblazers who have been injured all season off and on did sign Melo, you know, they could be at a disadvantage because Memphis has been more consistent than it seems just on paper. Um, but the other thing that's interesting about that is this. Okay, you look at teams like the 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 the, the um, Bucks and the Lakers, um, first place most of the season, all of the season, pretty much. Man, they Bucks get a chance. Been running to, boys over all year. It's been crazy. Just until me. just until they bumped into LeBron right before it shut down. But yeah, go ahead. No, no, you're you're fine, and it's interesting you bring that up, man, because you know you look at Giannis in that game against the Lakers, bumped and bruised. Now he's home, spending time with his new baby, his lady, and you know doing calisthenics. He doesn't have a gym in his house, so you know you look at this situation of starting a season. A lot of these guys kind of have to um, get some level of workout in uh, and, and some mini training camp to start. You know, it's not like you could just turn on a car and have it sit for three months or even a year and then hypothetically speaking and then rev it back up. You you gotta warm it up. You know what I'm thinking? You know what I mean? Especially, yeah. You can't just and it sounds like folks just are like, yo, cancel it, let's just jump into the playoffs. It's like, ah, it's not that easy. Yeah. Because I, I think if you jump into the playoffs like that, you kind of give these younger guys a chance. You you look at the in the Eastern Conference, you look at uh the Memphis Grizzlies. Excuse me. They're not in the Eastern Conference. Let me start from the beginning. One, two, three. You look at the Indiana Pacers. They are a dark horse team in comparison to the Bucks. Um, quietly, I think they could take the Bucks. How do you feel about them uh, doing the rest of the season without fans? I think that's uh, that goes without saying, right? What other have you heard any other options? I know they're talking about going out to Vegas and doing like a tournament style. I know LeBron was chiming in. What is if if say if you were Adam Silver, hypothetically speaking, what would what do you think would be the the most efficient and and best best play for the the overall way to end the season? Because well, because where I get confused is like okay, are we going to push this into September and then is the next season going to get pushed? Like where does it stop? You know what I'm saying? Well, you know it's interesting. I've had a few uh, former players, uh, retired players like Kenny Anderson uh, on the, on my podcast Scoopy Radio, and then you know free agent uh, Jamal Crawford, and uh, I asked Kenny Anderson um, if this reminds him of the lockout in the late '90s, and he said similar but different because of course you're dealing with a pandemic versus a work stoppage because of money. Uh, but when you look at that situation uh, with the NBA, number one, if you're to start it in September, you definitely have to have a break and you kind of got to treat it like how you treated the second lockout in 2011, where maybe you start in December. Um, Christmas day. Yeah, exactly. And Derrick Rose put on a, I know regionally Derrick Rose put on a performance against the Lakers at Staples Center on Christmas Day. That was a, a game for the ages. So, you know, to answer your question, yeah, they're going to have to kind of start if they start the season or resume the season. They're going to have to resume the season and then start it a little later for next season, but then bring it back to normal. You know, the way it was this year. So you're looking at like a a, a, a two season project. To kind of bring a sense of normalcy. I, I think it's ideal. Um, I'm a basketball purist. I didn't like when they took the NBA logo off the shoulder of the jerseys. 
I'm so, with you. I'm with you. <laughs> bring bring back the old finals uh calligraphy on the court, all that. Yeah, I'm a, I'm 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 all about the, the, the basketball purist back in the eighties, nineties, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, I'm with you. Exactly. Yeah, man. So to, 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 to further my assessment, um, what I've heard is anything from, I mean, I know Spencer Dinwiddie tweeted uh, a, an idea where basically he said, you know, you kind of do a, a NCAA tournament bracket kind of situation with the NBA. Here's the problem with, with, with uh, the summertime, and it's going to be interesting to observe. Okay, so you, you talk about starting the season June, July, August, September even, right? Um. Say everybody gets back to normal around then. Arenas have schedules. So, okay, say you start in July. For example, Big Three has their games and an arena. Um, you may have some concerts. I, I'm, I'm not, I don't know everything about concerts, but I know that people put up money anywhere from Live Nation to whatever venue you ticket master, whatever it may be. You got to kind of rearrange the schedule. So then, you know, there's things that have been discussed where, you know, you, you play games at teams practice facilities because that's, you know, that's separate from um, the actual arena. Most teams have practice facilities. You look at the Lakers, for example, they, they have, you know, the, the, their practice facility in El Segundo. Uh, you, ha- you look at the Bulls, the Advocare centers across the street from the United Center. You, you know, typically you have arenas and then you have the practice center. So you have that. But fans are the fabric of, of, of sports, not just basketball, sports. So it's like, OK, how do you make this happen for players where they're safe and in turn, um, fans still get the user experience. Um, you look at just fans who have already paid their money. It's interesting in retrospect to see Spike Lee and the Knicks kind of, you know, go toe to toe about seating and entrances and everything else. And Spike saying, right. you know, I'm not showing up for the rest of the season. Neither is anybody else. So what's going <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> to happen when, when the new season resumes? That's going to be interesting to observe. So I, I just think that, that, that there is a, a big dichotomy. And, you know, ultimately. It's a logistical I, nightmare, bro. Simply put, it's just a logistical nightmare. Yes. There's so many moving parts. So many things are getting pushed back, delayed. Everyone's going to either want their money back or credit. Just logistically, it's abs- it's an absolute nightmare. And I think you bring up yeah. a very valid point with concerts and other things going on in these arenas that these are not just hooping arenas. These are not just no. hockey arenas. You know what I mean? And as you're talking about fans wanting their money back, I think about – um, you know, Tyson knocking somebody out. What was that? He put, he fought Peter McNeely and knocked about 13 seconds. Yeah, that's the classic. Yeah, <laughs> way back in the day. <laughs> yeah, so it's 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 interesting. Um, and I say it's even difficult for see, I blur the line between actually interviewing exclusives but also information. It, it's difficult for information people because you got one reporter that's saying, you know, the NBA is angling towards you know, ending the season, then horse comes out. Then, you know, we, we're still discussing, you know, anywhere from July to September of a season still starting. I think, I mean, everybody's hearing different things, but I think ultimately, I think we're still in this waiting period. You know, now supermarkets, some in, in some states require you to wear masks uh, as, this, as this, you know, continues to, to, to yeah, propel. It's a, so it's a lot of question marks. Nobody knows. Yes, people yes. people talking like they know, but nobody knows. Like nobody all the way up to the top. You know what I mean? So let's, you know, but it, it's, I think we're still in this, this weeding out process. I think May, 
uh, will be a, a line of demarcation for certain choices and decisions to be made. Absolutely. So this is this is a perfect segue. I was going to bring this up later on in the interview, but let's talk about this right now since that's what we were talking about anyway. What do you feel like you were robbed of? Me and my co-host Big Nick the Quick have been talking about how this was one of the best NBA regular seasons in a minute because we didn't have the juggernaut, the Golden State Warriors in the background looking at everybody almost like a, a Bowser and Mario. Like, yeah, y'all can go ahead and have fun, but we're at the end of the tunnel and y'all can't beat us, right? Right. What do you feel like you were robbed of? Is it is it Le, is it LeBron trying to go get the title? Is it Giannis trying to push the Bucks over the top? What was the, your favorite storyline that you were following and, and enjoying the most as the seasons pushed towards the playoffs? I think you said something that really stood out. Um, enjoying, um, particularly over the last year and a half or eighteen months. Uh, I, my profile personally has risen and I've been on the forefront of a lot of Lakers stuff, um, just news and things that are going on um, to that point. Last season, I was in a, in a grind mode, just fat gathering and getting information and hearing things and told things, calls, texts, etc. This season, I've actually enjoyed watching basketball. It was amazing. It, it, yeah, it, it was amazing, I, bro, because it, it was it was wide open. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think um, somebody told me this years ago, they said, um, pick something that you like from your childhood um, and bring that into your adulthood. And for me, basketball has always been that portion. But I think um, watching LeBron James, it seems to me that he's fallen in love with the game all over again, just the way he's played. Um, I enjoy watching LeBron play basketball. I've seen him play in Brooklyn. I've seen him play in Philly this year. I've seen, I've seen him play in Chicago. Um, I've seen him play in the All Star Game. Uh, I've seen him. I've seen him a lot more this year than in past years. Um, and and watching him play, um, it, it reminds me of you know my freshman year in college at Eastern University, right outside of Philadelphia, playing NBA Live 2003, where he had J.R. Brimmer, Darius Miles, uh, Zajuna Sokowskis, uh, uh, Ricky Z. Davis on his team. Um, watching him then and watching him now seems the same, and I think he's tuned out a lot of noise, and he's been on a mission, but I think in that same breath what's disappointing is you mentioned that the Warriors um, are, are not in conversation. Well, here's the thing. The Warriors have been getting rest, and the Warriors uh, are, are likely going to get a top, I'll say anywhere from 5 to 10 pick in this draft. And this was the window for LeBron more than any other year to get it without Steph Curry or Klay Thompson. That's or what I'm Green saying. Yeah, absolutely. This was a big window. So I, I enjoy um, – not just watching LeBron play. Um, I've enjoyed Anthony Davis uh, playing as well. I, I've chronicled the, the Lakers um, the last two seasons, um, in, in particular this season, spending more time with the players and just learning about their journey, like spending time with um, uh, players and they're telling me about the Lakers group texts. And it's like a, it's like a, a, a it's like a, a, a uh, what's the word I'm it's looking like for? It's a big family over there. LeBron brings that. He 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 makes exactly. everyone feel included. I think that's yeah. the biggest thing. Like even yeah. you could look at all those LeBron squads from Cleveland to Miami. 
he made Mario Chalmers and those guys feel like they were Gary Payton. You know what I mean? Like that's the that's the spirit and the the, the togetherness that he brings with the Lakers, and I think that's exactly. kind of what you were getting at. Yeah, 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 for sure. You um you you, you alluded to the to Mario Chalmers thing, barring them almost getting to a fight on the court. It's all love. Uh, when you when you look at the Lakers organization throughout the course of the season, you know they weren't just a top. They were in first place, but they dealt with a lot of um. Ups and downs, you know, Contavious Caldwell Pope shooting woes at times, um, you know, even Danny Green, not necessarily feeling he's the sharpshooter that they brought him in to be um, and hence finding his role. He, he shared that with me. You look at Jared Dudley and the role that he plays as the glue guy on the bench, the OG. Kyle Kuzma finding his rhythm and being the the, 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 the cool guy anywhere between the GQ to the Dennis Rodman on that team. Um, and, 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 you know, you look at, you know, LeBron and look at Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis told me, um, that he and LeBron have this running joke, um, that basically, um, their pick and roll isn't quite peanut butter and jelly yet. They're like peanut butter and banana. <laughs> it's a match, but it's not, it's not the elite match like peanut butter. Exactly. And exactly. And, exactly. And, and that's what they were working at. And I think the biggest thing for me to answer my own question, it's, I was, I was, LeBron was. It looked like he was on to something special. And it was going to be interesting because he was going to have to get through a lot of things. If it was Milwaukee, if it was the Clippers, if it was whoever else in the West, the Rockets were, were, were going to be there and, and, and give some people issues. I, in my opinion, I don't know how much of an issue they actually would have been or will be, but it was going to be interesting because we were going to, we were going to get to see it all play out. I even, this is actually like true, true, true. Uh, hater stuff because they're for whatever reason there's still LeBron haters out there and I was talking to this guy who is a certified LeBron hater and he talked about he talked about well if something happens and they have to shorten up or do some some shorten the playoffs like take a round out or whatever it is right and LeBron wins the title then one of his titles is during a lockout and then this one would be from the coronavirus, so it's a huge earmark on his legacy. It's like, yo, look, like, I get you don't like LeBron, but either way, at the end of the day, this is affecting kind of like the, the end of LeBron's legacy. Like, this is a big, it's just a big screw in what and a, a wrench in what was going on. It's crazy. Yeah, I, I think even if you don't like you can understand. I'm not one of those people. I, I try to stay objective, but you know, he and I are around the same age. So, you know, I, I think whether you relate to what he's trying to do or not, why I think a lot of times when someone inserts themselves in the conversation of being great, um, and I, and some people perceived it in a braggadocious manner, um, I think people were taken aback, and most people do not realize their their level of God-given talent and or greatness and or purpose. And here's a guy from the beginning who called himself the king. Many people didn't 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 like that. They you know, even appreciate Michael, that. No, the chosen one, they didn't appreciate that. Even somebody like Michael Jordan, um, who was naturally gifted and worked hard, um, he didn't come in the man. He earned that. Kobe Bryant, people knew he had it. He had to work towards it. LeBron came in saying, I'm that dude. 
like it or love it. As Jadakiss would say, do my thing in the hood and get right with a budget. At the <laughs> end of the day, um, it, it, he he's proven it. Not been in any trouble. Not you know had any issues with other women. Married the, the mother of his child or children. Um, I, I think that people just hate, and I think it's easy to play a hate from the sidelines. Feel like I'm using a lot of bad boy and, and locks references, but <laughs> yeah. I, I I feel like at the end of the day, um, I I I feel for him, and I think when we go back in history, we're going to see how Golden State coming out of nowhere in 2015, along with Kyrie Irving getting hurt and Kevin Love being hurt. You know, change the trajectory. LeBron coming into Cleveland, they should have won in 2015. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. He could easily had a couple more titles if the, if this if this juggernaut didn't show up out of nowhere. For sure, but we could have said the same thing about Kobe and and and, and um and Shaq in 2004 with with the with the Lakers and and them beating the, the Pistons or the Pistons beating them. People slept on the Pistons, and, and and when you listen to post game commentary, everybody would make it seem like Kobe had an off game about Tayshon on on Tayshon Prince. No, Tayshon Prince waxed that ass. Tayshon Prince was a bully. Yes, <laughs> bully. Tayshon, that whole squad was great. Though. With Ben Wallace, all those guys, it was just hard nosed hoops, no doubt. Yep. Let's move off of uh, the disappointment of the season and where it's at. Hopefully, they get it cleared and and the whole everything can get moving. But we need hoops back ASAP. What do you think about? It's confirmed on uh, April fifteenth, players will get paid. CJ McCollum recently had uh, and CJ McCollum thirty three percent, right? Yeah, bro. He's that first. Uh, CJ, one of my favorite guys in the league. He one of the smoothest players in the league. I love CJ. But yeah, he said a third of the league. Uh, which is roughly 150 hoopers are living check to check. How do you like? What are your thoughts? What were your thoughts when you when you heard that? And do you, you know what I'm saying? Do you think that would affect future deals? Because we know about how Rich Paul and some of his guys are getting paid in full before the season starts. Give me your thoughts on that. I know Rich. Rich is a shrewd businessman. Um, shrewd. And when <laughs> and when you get stuff wrong and it's in question, he will pick up a phone and call a text. I'll tell you that. Um, what I'll say is, as it relates to your, your initial question about, uh, CJ McCollum and the 33%, no, it doesn't surprise me. You got to remember some guys, uh, in the NBA, it's predominantly African American. They are responsible. I think people often just think players are spending money on jewelry, cars and more, but don't realize this is a valid point. I already know where you're going. Yeah. But there's more to it than that. Some of these guys are taking care of their mom, their cousins. Uh, they're, they're people who may guilt them into feeling like you owe them. Um, based upon looking after you when you were a child or, you know, saved you from getting your butt kicked in the lunch line one time in the ninth grade. Like, there's a lot of, you know, Biggie said it best. Here we go again. More money, more problems. And so, People just think all this money is just superfluous. You still look, even when you get that check, you still got to pay your agent. You you still got to pay a publicist. You still got to pay your manager who's, you know, making all sure all the things happen. So, you know, I think we've come a long way from watching just the entourage standing around. Um, you know, people use Allen Iverson as the poster child for, you know, having an entourage and just a myriad of people standing around. Yeah. Antoine um, Walker, all that, all those guys. Yeah. Right. And so when you look at LeBron, you know, he's put his friends to work, you know, and, and in turn, putting their friends to his friends to work, um, you know, starting agencies, starting production companies, because at the end of the day, that's seed money. 
Um, I, I think somebody that you'll be seeing in the next few years who who will follow who is following a similar blueprint in their own right uh, is one uh, in the Brooklyn Nets is Kyrie Irving. You know, all his friends are managing. You know, some of his 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 his, his things like hermetic friends and, and and some of the other things that he interests that he has going on. I don't want to misspeak or speak on Kyrie's behalf. You know, he's pretty you know low key with it. But what I will say is, um, I think that in today's NBA culture. He was more alluding to the 10-day contract guys or, or putting them in the pot along with, um, you know, the, 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 the guys who are signed for the rest of the season. So you look at all-stars, um, you know, LeBron ain't going to be living paycheck to paycheck. Carmelo Anthony is not going to live paycheck to paycheck. But, you know, those guys who, you know, are signed for 10-day contracts and are like 23, 24 years old, yeah. You know, those are the guys that 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 are going to be uh, affected. Uh, I, I've spoken to some players who, you know, who you know have been free agents throughout the course of the season and signed with teams. And I asked them how their money was, and they said their money is fun because they invested and they had someone in their ear early in the season. See, the thing is, you got to catch these guys early. It's almost like college when they tell you look to the left, look to the right. The person who's on the left may not be there. The person on the right might be there. But then you have that professor who tells you, who sees something in you and tells you, great, they catch you early on. It's, it's almost like that with a financial advisor. You have to find the right financial advisor because some of these guys take your money too. It's got to be the right fit. Yeah. it's uh, No, it's, uh, it's a minefield like anything else. But it, it was interesting to hear him come out and say that. And one thing I will say is it was, a, and you know, McCollum is, uh, he's on the, NBA, though he, he rocks with the police. Like I think he's the VP of the Players Association. He, he has some solid role um, in the Players Association. But it was refreshing to see him actually like have an opinion or have some numbers on it. Like a lot of guys would be like, man, I have no idea. You know what I'm saying? So at least he's tapped in. He he's keeping track of uh, you know the rest of the guys in the league, how they're taking care of their money, and um, it was refreshing for him to even know that people are people are paying attention to that and people are talking about that and i saw in one of your uh your articles that it's not nowadays it's not crazy to hear people talk about stocks and investing money and business opportunities in the locker room just open talking yeah um one of the most successful businessmen um, in the NBA period is Shaq. Uh, I had him on the Scooby Radio podcast a couple of weeks ago. Um, and he has shared with me that two of the smartest business people that he was influenced by uh, was Isaiah Thomas. Uh, I had him on the pod this week and Dave Bing, uh, former mayor of Detroit. Um, they've always been ahead of the curve. They've always seen the bigger picture. And one of the things Isaiah has told me in, in, in over the years is um he learned business on a sports level and how to make things happen by being under um, former the former Pistons owner, uh, Davidson. And Davidson gave him a lot of games, allowed him to sit in meetings, uh, board meetings, and really just took him under his wing. And, you know, you, you have Isaiah who you know owns a champagne company, uh, has owned a popcorn company, a, a garbage refuse company and more. Um, when you talk about stocks, I think that's something that right now us as millennials are paying more attention to because some of us missed that curve in 2008 when the recession hit then. Right. 
that the opportunity was there and we weren't up to snuff on it 100%. And maybe no. our pockets weren't right either, but we were a little younger, but it's it's, it's coming back around. It sure is. Um, I, I think that uh, purchasing stocks, because it's as easy as, you know, going on Cash App um, and, and, and purchasing stocks and, you know, um, and certain things that just make practical sense. If there's this, this, this stimulus package that's being passed or has been passed, you know, travel is going to affect it. So you go online and, you know, you, you even look at Spirit Airlines, you look at you look at American Airlines, you, you, you look at, you know, people are home. Right. So people are depressed. They're trying to pass the time or get creative. You look at companies like Tilray. You know where they they they're based in Canada and they handle you know certain things on the distribution side with marijuana because people are home smoking or drinking. Right. You know you you look at Zoom. Everybody's conference calling on Zoom. So you look at certain things that are practical. Um, I know that I've just been learning a lot uh, about how um, you know price points is a big word and and how people are looking to to invest like. Starbucks is like liquid, liquid crack, legalized liquid crack, yeah. um, and and the, the shares are lower now. So you you invest in those things. So I think, you know, players are becoming more educated about it. There's more candid conversations about it, and I think even the everyday person is paying more attention to those type of things. So it's a great time to be alive. You just got to manage your money the right way. No doubt, and I hope. Uh, and I was really happy to see that those guys were were getting that check on the fifteenth, and hopefully. Uh we're just back to normal and we don't even have to talk about things like that. Let's close it out here, man. What are your Let's thoughts on, on, on the horse challenge? We got Trey Young, Chris Paul, a couple big, big names, Zach Levine. They all confirm that, you know, they're, uh, they're going to be a part of it. We got Tamika Catchings. We got Paul Pierce. We got Connolly Jr. We got, uh, Chauncey Billups. There's some legends in there. Some 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 players that are playing right now. What are your thoughts on, I guess, the competition or or, or how it's going to happen? And uh, are you looking forward to it? Um, because I'm gonna tell you this. I was <laughs> I was looking forward to the 2K joint a little bit, and I watched it for about five minutes, and I was like, this is not as fun as I thought it was going to be. Personally, I think it's a little cheesy, but I get it. Uh, I haven't watched horse competition since um, uh, they did it at the All Star Game weekend. And no, it was a it was disaster. A, yeah, at the All Star Game, right? So, like, yeah. it, it, we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a little cheesy. I can't lie. Um, I still think it's a little cheesy, but it's, it beats a blank. Um, you know, certain people don't want to sit and watch the 94 finals between the Knicks and the, and the Rockets. Some people don't want to watch, you know, 92 finals between the Bulls and the Blazers. Like people want to watch live and newer content. So um, I, I, I get it. Um, I, I get it. I, just me as a, as again, a basketball purist, not my cup of tea, but I get it. Yeah, I get it too. And I think it, uh, it's an opportunity, you know, State Farm's going to donate 200 K or to different charities and, and that type of thing. So it'll be it, it's a it's a it's a way to raise money for the COVID nineteen stuff that's going on and that it's a it's a sponsorship play. I get it, but I don't know if I'll be tuning in. <laughs> Put it like that. Give me the give me the ninety give me the ninety six finals. Give me the give me the old school hoops. I watched that all day before I turn on uh horse between Michael Conley Jr. and Paul Pierce, but like now nah, we talking '96 Finals, man. Suns, Suns Bulls. Excuse me, Sonics Bulls. Sonics Bulls. What? That's that's GP, that's Sean Kemp. That's like those are that man. That hoops was 
that's the pinnacle for me. But yeah, yeah, no doubt, man. Brandon Scoop B Robinson. Tell the folks where they can catch you across all platforms, podcasts, heavy.com, everything. Yeah, you can check out the Scoopy Video Podcast. Make, please subscribe on all platforms. Uh, 2.1 million streams last year. We've had anybody from uh, Dallas Mavericks owner Mark Cuban to uh, the voice of Siri to DJ Khaled, tennis player uh, Pete Sampras. We've had Shaq on twice, Charles Barkley. So uh, please subscribe on all platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher app, or simply uh, by visiting scoopbradio.com and uh, senior NBA writer or senior writer at large at, um, at, at heavy.com. So uh, you can check my articles out there. Follow me on Twitter at scoopb and Instagram and Snapchat at scoop underscore b. Man, thank you so much for having me on today. I, I really appreciate you. Brandon, my guy, man. Absolutely. I'm going to have to come on uh, Scoopy Radio myself. We can talk some shit about whatever we want to talk about, you know? Let, let's do it. Brandon, Scooby Robinson, I appreciate you, man. My man, I'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir.